0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of Winners and Winners Radio. I'm your host, Scott Steen, lead
1: handicapper over at Winners And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over at winnersandwhiners.com.
0: And together we make up Winners and Winners Radio. Give us an hour
1: and we'll give you the winners. Scott, how are you doing today, buddy? Overall, doing pretty well. I was happy the U.S. Open started back up. I ended up having a couple live plays, a couple of plays itself, and it worked out pretty well. Ended up having a play that day on it, and I called out an underdog on this show. I said Isner was going to lose, and he lost in straight sets. So, pretty good day for me. How was your day?
0: Not bad. Not bad at all. We had the Toronto Blue Jays to take care of business there, and they were, uh, thanks to Vlad Guerrero. Hey, I don't know if you knew this. He's pretty good. Have you seen this kid play?
1: Very, very strong. Good baseball player. I rem- He had the same name as this other guy who used to play but I think his name was senior a little better eye. He was also good too. A
0: little better eye than that guy.
1: Uh, they're both going to have a lot of hardwood when they're hardware when they retire.
0: (laughs) Absolutely right. So it is good to be with y'all here on the Tuesday edition. We have got a fun show. We're going to talk a little NFL. We're going to talk a little U S open tennis, of course, baseball, maybe toss a little college football in there some way or another. And it's, uh, It's going to be great. We want to say a special shout out to everybody down there that's dealing with Hurricane Ida. Scott, you guys are going to actually have that up there where you live in a couple days, aren't you?
1: I believe a bit of it, but definitely not the main. I
0: mean, it'll be it'll be like, yeah, 20 mile an hour winds and three inches of rain. It's not exactly going to be, you know, Hurricane City, but you will have the remnants of the storm there. Mm -hmm. You You guys dodge a lot of hurricane bullets being in New York, don't you? I didn't really realize that in my time but yes all right fair enough all right guys well let's uh let's get it rolling here because we got a lot of the show to get to so let's let's talk about the people that maybe didn't do so well Scott and of course I know everybody's tuning in today for the bad beach for the uh for the call the Cop segment going man I hope they've got some tennis lined up and indeed we do Scott you took me down you were you wore me down and we were able to put some tennis in there so let's find out. Who took it in the shorts? Who thought they had a straight set winner? And then they didn't. Hey, get ready to call the cops, would you? All right, Scott. Well, we're going to start off not in the world of tennis, but we are going to start off in Major League Baseball. And this is going to be the Orioles and the Blue Jays game that I was just talking about. The under nine and a half there had two runs in the first five innings they had nine runs going into the ninth and then you've heard this story before Scott is the uh, the Blue Jays had a commanding uh, seven to seven to two lead. The Orioles for no apparent reason, I think I actually put a lot of base runners on there it could have been worse, but they did scratch across that meaningless run in the top of the ninth and of course we have meaningless in quotation marks because it's only meaningless. If you didn't have a bet on the total, if you had the under nine and a half there, it definitely wasn't meaningless to you. It made the difference between cashing a winning ticket and calling the cops.
1: And now it's time to talk about some tennis. If you had a Duckworth minus four oh, who on the game spread I against couldn't, Martinez. I
0: couldn't wait to get my money in on Duckworth.
1: I'm sure. Well, you won the first two sets, 6-4, six, 6-4. Four, six, four, he was crazy. equal to four games. Yeah, all he needed to do was win the was win the uh, third set that's any it. way possible. Yeah, and he had five chances to do so. Sure, he had five match points in the third set, he blew them, lost in a tiebreaker. But that's okay, because you're still up three games. You just need to win one more set. It's all good. You know, it's still doable. And then, unfortunately for Duckworth, he fell apart completely, and he lost the match outright. You needed to win in the third set, or you had five chances to do so, he blew him, and then you end up losing the next three sets and you lose your bet. That's gotta hurt.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, you done now?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, tennis one next. So uh,
0: I know, I'm I'm aware. If you had uh Vesely on the money line, you were getting a heck of a price, plus two ninety as he squared off against Anderson. Oh, that guy still owes me money. You know, This is a weird one, Scott, because Vesley did not get broken for the entire match. Still lost in five sets. That is very difficult to do. I know you're a tennis guy. How often does that happen?
1: Not that often. I know I actually mentioned something about that with, I believe it was Sam Query a couple of months ago, where he lost a three-set match without even facing a break point. Right. In three sets, but... Of course, the U.S. Open and now other majors have fifth set qualifiers, uh, have a fifth set tie break. So you don't actually have to win a match without breaking somebody anymore. And Anderson didn't break him, but he won the match.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, if you had Vesely plus 290, yeah, fine play. They were evenly matched, but somebody's got to win and it wasn't him. Time for you to call yep. the cops. All right, of course, the opposite of Call the Cops. This is the good news section. These are the people that had those nice, easy winners. You didn't have to have any sort of sweat at all. You could just sit there in your chair, have a little lemonade, enjoy the day because you were sitting where, Scott? In the rocking chair. In the rocking chair.
1: So the first one wasn't a matchup between the Brewers and the Giants, and if you backed Corbin Burns... You had a nice easy winner in the first five because the Brewers led one nothing after one, led two nothing after two, and that was it because this Burns, really really good, and the Giants could barely touch him.
0: Mr. Burns is excellent, no question,
1: yeah. no question about it. Hey, if you had the
0: Twins Tigers under nine, didn't have much sweat in that one. One run in the third inning, three runs in the fourth, one run in the fifth. And that was pretty much all she wrote. You could just leave at that point because there was no runs in the other six innings. That game ended up three to two. If you had the under nine there, nice, easy rocking chair win for you.
1: And the last one wasn't a match between the Phillies and the Nationals. If you had the over eight, you had three runs in the first, three runs in the second, four runs in the third. That's equal to 10 runs if you're doing the math at home. And 10 is greater than eight. You cashed your bet after three innings. And the game ended seven to four. Outstanding. I, I, I'm really kind of
0: disappointed. Do we not have any rocking chair tennis wins today? On there opening, were a lot of them. I was going to say on opening day of the U.S. Open, there's no rocking chairs. I could have mentioned
1: a couple if you wanted me to.
0: No, I didn't. But I just, I just figured you'd try to sneak one in. Okay. All right.
1: <laughs> uh, that's why I didn't do it. All
0: right. Good enough. All right, Scott. Well, we. Oh man. Today we had no disagreement about this one at all. Uh, we, we kind of we suggested it at the same time. We knew where we were headed. We have to talk about it. It's one of the all-time classics, Scott. I don't know if it's the I don't know if it's the biggest one, but it's certainly certainly right up there for Hall of Fame consideration. Let's find out who's strapping on the golden feedback today, Scott. Who indeed is the donkey of the day? All right, my friend. Well, you may have heard about it. Now, these guys have been the donkey of the day before, but I don't know that it has been quite this bad. Our donkey of the day is ESPN, and I don't know if you heard this story or not, but they had a high school football game on Sunday, as they often do, between uh, some of the top programs in the nation. had IMG Academy out of Florida. That is basically where you send your children to play if you think they uh, they have a shot of playing in the NFL someday. get gets them ready, and they've got, of course, all kinds of lines in the college programs and everything like that. Great team is what, I'm, is what I'm trying to say to you. They played a team from Ohio, Scott, called Bishop Sycamore. Well, that should be your first clue right there, because Sycamore, as far as I know, is the name of a tree, not the name of an actual person who would be a bishop. But I digress, because Bishop Sycamore, Scott... They weren't very good. They're not very good at all. And in fact, what they do is they are pretty much the Washington generals of high school football. They travel, they play teams that are far above their level. In fact, they played IMG last season because basically no one else would with COVID and everything. They lost 56 to three. Now, That wasn't that big of a deal. Nobody really talked about it. And why, Scott? Because it wasn't on TV. It wasn't on ESPN on a Sunday with everybody watching. But the game on Sunday sure was. Can you tell us what happened in that game? Was it, is it the, is it the little engine that could? Is it the underdog story of the year? Did those rapscallions from Bishop Sycamore take it to the guys at IMG, Scott?
1: I think it got worse. Oh what happened they got absolutely buried on national television i, I think was it 56 nothing was that the final i know that in score
0: right i think it was it was in the 50s i think it was either 55 or 56 nothing just brutal I, sp- I spent all my time reading about the background and how and how this came to be and i forgot to write down the score not going to lie folks it's kind of you're kind of seeing live radio right here in action but it's and it's really a fascinating story because this dude has done it before With another cat, with another school, and it's 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 a whole thing. It's an it's an absolute fantastic story. But the bottom line is, ESPN did no vetting of Bishop Sycamore whatsoever. They have a couple of guys that I didn't even know this was a thing that they put together these matches between schools. These you know uh, Demeter out of out of L.A. and you know some of the other fantastic schools back on the East Coast and stuff, and they match these schools up, whatever. So, ESPN, no due diligence. None at all. That's inexcusable. Um, All right, I've ranted. What do you got to say about this?
1: We put in more research writing about the donkey of the day than they did booking the actual team.
0: Very good. Oh, that's outstanding. I think that's absolutely true. We did more background for this story than they did for that game. And, yeah, brutal, brutal. And ESPN deservedly wears... The golden feedback today—you don't get much donkier than that. As the uh, even the announcers were saying, what they were mainly worried about is somebody getting hurt. When it was it was thirty to nothing in the second quarter, and they talked about like, well, you know, they told us this school was supposed to be good. In fairness, we've never heard of any of these players; they're not on anybody's list of uh, prospects. But we took their word for it, and right now, I'm just worried about player safety. And that was exactly the case. It was, it was ugly. It was ridiculous. Um, In
1: ESPN's defense, are they sure they have enough billions of dollars to research a fake high school team?
0: Yeah, don't you? You guys, you don't have any interns? You got no, you got no interns there? You got, you got no PAs, no production assistants? You can turn loose with that project for 18 bucks an hour? Come on. Stop it, ESPN. You want to be a big player? Act like you're a big player. Good grief. Donkeys of the day once again. All right, Scott, now we're going to pat ourselves on the back here just a little bit. And you were really on this one, and I agreed with you. The odds makers, man, they were drinking again today, and we're going to find out just how drunk these guys were. It's time for the odds makers. They're drunk.
1: Take it away, hero. So, looking at. The Rockies taking on the Rangers yesterday. I mentioned yesterday, like the Rangers on the money line, not because the Rangers are any good, they're not but because the Rockies were minus 145, yep. even though they had lost 46 of their first 65 road games. That's and not good, the Rangers won because the Rockies never went on the road
0: again. The Rockies are terrible. If you look at the stats for almost all of their starting pitchers, inexplicably, they are all better at Coors Field. And, of course, Herman Marquez was right there with him. He wasn't terrible, but the kid, uh, uh, what is it, Alexi? Alexi? Yeah, Alexi was good. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that was a fantastic thing as the uh, Texas Rangers did it to it. They win 4-3. to three. Odds makers, man, they were a little bit drunk, Scott. They really were. Now, in some of the games... You know, one of the one of the games where they weren't drunk, and I was wor- I was worried about this one for a, for about half of it. They the big line lo- the big line was of course Toronto uh, taking care of business against Baltimore, and that one by the time it went off at DraftKings it was minus three sixty five. Bovada was minus three fifty. So the odds makers they took it in the shorts there, buddy. They kept moving the line, moving the line. Didn't matter as the uh, Toronto Blue Jays uh, put that put the hammer down on that one. So, anything else uh, jump to your mind?
1: Not really. It was mostly looking at that one game and just looking at the fact that the Rockies, on principle, should never be minus one thirty or above on the road. It just doesn't make any sense.
0: Absolutely ridiculous. Just no sense at all. This is um, in in any other season they would be the absolute worst road team in baseball only because they are in the same uh, the same I was going to say the same division uh but they're uh, the same year as the Arizona Diamondbacks are they not the worst road team in baseball that is the the Rockies once again I will say this if you, in case you haven't heard me say it before Rockies second best winning percentage on the on the head home second worst winning percentage on the road I've never seen I've never seen a psycho team like that. Uh, I saw I,
1: it with the 76ers in basketball a couple years ago.
0: Two years, yeah, back in the uh, 1920 season before. before and I would have been curious to see how that played out, too, if we could have seen the playoffs at home. And Because as as you may or may not remember, we kind of got coveted out there in about.
1: You just said the 1920 season? What? Yeah. The, the 19. It was, it was 1920, right?
0: Yeah, 1920. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. making
1: sure that that was the right year.
0: Yeah. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't after it wasn't after 1919 it was
1: yeah and i i know i'm messing with you you, you meant the 2019 2020 season yes. i know I'm, I'm messing with you that's
0: you know what that, that is an important that is an important thing to make sure you get clarified because yep. if you're listening to home going the 1920s what is that george Mikan's grandfather played in that game no the mm-hmm. 1920 season so as we're, as you guys know of course you are listening to winners and Winers radio give us an hour that's all we ask and we'll give you the winners and you never know when we're going to, when we're going to be spitting out gems. Can we, is that a thing, Scott? Can we say that spitting gems?
1: If we keep winning farms, we can say whatever we want.
0: Okay. Very good. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to that. We may or we may or may not have had another successful farm day. So we'll uh, perhaps get to that a little bit later. Of course, do remember that we do have our bet the farm play coming up and we've been a little warm lately. My friend, we've, uh, we kind of we're kind of treading water there for the for the first part of it but we have put the pedal to the metal and we have been performing as we expected we would all along when you put two geniuses like us together <clears throat> um, um we've actually been pretty hot over here the last couple of weeks. So let's take a look at a couple different things that are going on around the uh, around the world of sports. Of course uh, Scott Big Day coming today it's going to be cut down day you and I will be Back tomorrow to look at all of that, and then we got a kind of a kind of a thing we're going to try on on Thursday as it, as football season comes online here, guys. We know why you guys are following sports betting. You're all football betters. We get it. Basketball's fun. Baseball is some profit opportunities, but that ain't where the bread's buttered. We got football coming up, so we're going to be doing uh, every game on the card for the Thursday show. Every every uh, every FBS game. We're not going to there's. There's probably 20 FCS games going on. We may touch a couple of those that involve FBS schools, but we are for sure going to do every FBS team on the schedule. And, uh, yeah, then we'll be doing some special editions. You guys will have to check us out on our podcast formats because obviously we don't do our radio show Sunday and Monday, or Saturday and Sunday, rather. So we are going to do a special edition where we do every NFL game on the board, and we are going to do our favorite, I don't know, we'll just take a look at the top 10 or so college games of the week. So that's going to be fun. Make sure you guys stay tuned for that indeed. All right. So Scott, the NFL did their thing as they do every year this time. They came out with their top 100 NFL network. And as what should be really no surprise, it was uh, Patrick Mahomes at the top of the list. So let's let's start with the easy one. Do you, do you agree with that? Uh, and before you say I'll give you the top five so you can see if somebody should be plug and played. Pat Mahomes was first, Aaron Donald second, Aaron Rodgers third, Derrick Henry fourth, and Travis Kelsey fifth. So let's start right there. Any of those you disagree with? Anybody you would have plugged in instead?
1: I would have actually flipped Devonte Adams, who was sixth, with Travis Kelsey. Okay, five. You know
0: what? And that's a that's that's a, that's a good argument to make. It's Devonte Adams had a fantastic year. Last year, 115 receptions, 1374 yards, 18 touchdowns in just 14 games. Because you remember, he was hurt for a couple of games, and I think if he probably if he if, if he was being honest, he probably was banged up pretty well for a couple other ones. So that was a that was a fantastic season. Of course, Travis Kelsey, I get it. He had the uh, best season as a tight end in NFL history: 1416, 1416 receiving yards. 105 receptions, 11 touchdowns. So, that's just really, really good. But I, I don't. I got no beefs with you there. If you want to put Devonte Adams in in front of Kelsey, I, I got no problems with that.
1: I just think Adams has to be top five. Okay.
0: Uh, you agree with Mahomes over Rodgers?
1: Yes. Mahomes should be number one. The main issue I have with the top ten. yeah, Brady shouldn't be there. Brady's number seven, by the way. He shouldn't. He shouldn't be in the top ten. He arguably shouldn't be in the top twenty you can make an argument for the top 30 but i know he won the super bowl wasn't he awful in like half of those playoff games
0: yeah pretty much pretty much yeah Did um he have a good
1: regular season
0: mm, it was okay it was so why is he number 7 cuz he's tom brady man it's tom brady so let me ask let me ask you this then who should be the third who should be the third highest ranked quarterback
1: uh going th- if you see the top 100 is based pretty much solely on last year yeah it's got to be Josh Allen, right?
0: I think so. I think if... I think
1: Allen had a better year than Brady last year. I don't think that's close.
0: No. Now I was gonna I was gonna ask you because uh, Josh Allen ends up being number ten, so he's three spots behind Brady. I was so that takes away my next question, which was, do you think Josh Allen deserves to be top ten?
1: Yeah. Okay. Allen easily deserves to be top ten. But if you want to talk about quarterbacks and who I would have ranked above Brady as well, I think Wilson should be ranked above Brady
0: for last season or for you're talking about just just as a last season award.
1: Yeah, if it's about last season alone, I get that Brady has the hardware cuz he won the he won the championship and whatever. Right. But Wilson had no supporting cast and he basically carried that team for the entire season.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 definitely true. And Brady's got some pretty fine weapons down there uh, on the receiver ranks. Now he didn't have much of a running game, so you you know, you could make the argument that you know Brady had to carry carry a lot without a, with uh, without Put a, a lot of subterfuge. the
1: ball with uh, Carson? Got injured like four weeks into the season.
0: I think everybody got everybody got injured on that team as far as our running backs. They were they were down the, they were down the depth chart there at the running back position. No no question yeah. about that. So all right, well that's and that's decent. Now, now here is my other question: Does a defensive player really deserve to be number two?
1: When you are Aaron Donald, yeah.
0: Okay, well, here's and here's my argument against, him. I I get it. He's, I don't think I'm gonna I don't think I'm gonna have any argument with the fact that he's the best defensive player in the game. However, I don't think he can affect the game away a quarterback can. I don't think he has the same effect on a game that Aaron Rodgers has, and I'll tell you why. Because Aaron Rodgers is involved in every single offensive play. You can scheme away from Donald. Now it may not. Play to your strengths you may have to play you know you have to play backwards as they call it you know where you're a left-handed team and you have to play the other way or whatever but you can scheme around one defensive player you cannot scheme around Aaron Rodgers you can't scheme around Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen so that's that's my argument to not putting a defensive player that high so if if you're looking for who makes the most impact I don't think it's I don't think it's Aaron Donald if you want to talk about who's maybe the second best player in the NFL okay I I, go, I can go along with that your thoughts and
1: just to confirm this is the top 100 players right I don't see the word impactful in the sense right no
0: no I see you see I mean I, I laid out a great argument and then I did I, I just I, I'm completely and then in the and, bar then, bar I, and I, then I then tr- I then I trashed it in the last sentence I completed I completely trashed my own argument and of course you picked up on it so
1: Yeah, of course. (laughs) Uh, If I was making a top five impactful list or whatever, they'd all be quarterbacks. But I'm saying... Wait, wait, wait. Did you say impactful list? I said impactful list. Okay. (laughs) It's the top five most impactful list players out there. (laughs) I love it. Okay, sorry. Sorry. If I was doing that, it'd be quarterbacks. But since this is just player... Okay. ...and the actual position doesn't really matter, then Donald has to be top three. And he's not three.
0: Okay. All right, fair enough. That's good. Did you did we talk about did, did we talk about Jadavion Clowney calling out all the guards in the NFL? Did you see that quote? Uh, no,
1: we did not talk about it, but calling I him feel ca- like
0: calling him unathletic and all this we stuff. We can, and then
1: there are a couple of clips of Quinn Nelson ragdolling him last year. But you know, we don't have to talk about that. Yeah, that's
0: it's just, he, he had three sacks in two years. Might want to sit this one out, Clowney. Mm-hmm. that's all i'm saying okay so that was good it was kind of a fun thing you like do you like seeing the top 100
1: not really it means nothing to me
0: <laughs> wow you couldn't you couldn't show a little excitement there for the show sure i love it Truth it's great is, time.
1: no it, because these are player voted awards which aren't even awards they don't mean anything but i i feel like the lists are always bad and they had a really awkward moment there where Deshaun Watson was number 18 because he had to be, but they couldn't really say anything about him or not. Right. So I thought that was kind of weird. What do we think that was weird? What
0: are we doing with him, by the way? They, what are we he, they doing the, with him? The top 100 list kind of treated him like the Texans are treating him. It's like, well, we can't really ignore him because he's here. We've got to mention him, but we can't really do anything with him. And that's why he's they number 18. Some music
1: in the, yeah, they played some music in the background. Nobody really said anything. And I'm just like, can you show some touchdowns or something? Like, he's still on the list. Like, you should probably throw him on there, you know? Well, that's
0: like if you do, like, the top 100 of all time. You got to put OJ on there.
1: I actually have seen that happen before, where NFL Network did a couple of countdowns, top 10 running backs in, like, the 70s or whatever. And they got OJ in there. And they, like, don't – they, like, half say stuff, but they always cut it short. So, like, the the clips are, like, ten, like, eight minutes for one guy, and OJ gets a nice, like, three and a half.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it, – you know, he was the first guy to rush for 2,000 yards, and he was absolutely dominant when he played with the Bills. Just
1: yeah, he, he's one of the best running backs of all time.
0: He really is, and, you know, it's, it's – it's a shame things kind of went south a little bit.
1: Later. Well, the the reason why he was good in the pros was because both gloves actually fit on his hands. Okay. Okay. Co- that was sitting there. Come on, that was pretty good. Come on, I had I had you going there for a second.
0: I was seeing, I was all, I was getting all set up for people saying that, uh, you know, it's a shame that he had to absolutely ruin his good career by making all those bad movies, and then it got worse.
1: Don't insult the naked gun like that. <laughs>
0: Uh oh, Norberg. We, har- we hardly knew ye. So, Scott, <laughs> here's one I know you want to talk about. Yeah, You know what? I wouldn't do it justice. Set this up for us, would you?
1: So, looking at tennis, we had a bit of a bathroom controversy in the actual match. Now, Andy Murray, top, former top three player in the world, one of the best players of the last generation – had some injury issues, you know. He's been having some surgeries. He came back, whatever. Anyway, he's against the current number three in the world, in Tsitsipas, who we actually talked about for the U.S. Open preview on this show yesterday. What's his first name? And they had a bit of they had a bit of a war on their hands because Murray looked really good, and he won the he won two of the first three sets, so he needed to win one more. While Tsitsipas needed to win two, and then in between the third and the fourth set, Tsitsipas decided to. Uh, Take a little bathroom break, which is supposed to be about five minutes.
0: You got to go. You got
1: to go. He was gone about nine or ten. There's a bit of controversy around it because there are some rumors that he was faking an injury just to get some time off. There's some other rumors that he brought his phone with him into the bathroom and received some coaching advice from Uh, his father. I was going to say, in
0: fairness, who doesn't bring their phone into the bathroom if they're going to be there for a minute?
1: That's all I'm saying. That is fair, but the reason why this is coming up for a controversy is because Sitsipas did the exact same thing about two, three weeks ago where he was in a tennis match against Zverev, and he also took a medical timeout for an indefinite amount of time where he allegedly was on a phone call getting advice from his coach, which is frowned upon or illegal in this case. So Tsitsipas has kind of really brought light uh, to a uh, pretty gray area in tennis, which is the fact that you have a limit on how long you can go for breaks and what you can do, but nobody really enforces it. So if you end up violating anything by a couple of minutes or a couple of you know, maybe bringing a phone in or not, there are no real punishments in place for what happens if you violate them or how you can actually – monitor them following those rules so Murray post game accused Tsitsipas of faking an injury and receive potentially receiving coaching advice he kind of deflected that one but he said he lost respect for Tsitsipas as a player which you know is the ultimate burn because you know Poss made the money but he hurt his feelings but that's I thought like, the whole thing was fascinating That's like
0: when your parents used to say I'm not mad I'm just what Scott disappointed i'm just disappointed that's that's exactly right so you have any thoughts well i was kind of surprised i when i do a little digging on this story i was kind of surprised to find out in a five-set match that you are allowed two bathroom breaks where you can go to the bathroom and change clothes i did not know that
1: i believe australia is three because it's about 120 degrees good lord
0: yeah no kidding no kidding and of course a three-set match you get to you get to go one time you know, I, and I know that when it happened before it happened when he, when they were, the tour was in Cincinnati. I just figured, yeah. I just figured he got all jammed up eating too much skyline chili and had to spend a little extra time in the bathroom. It happens to the best of us when you go to the Could Queen be, City. but
1: Both those tournaments happen in the span of a month and they both involve.
0: So is there anything they can do? Can you, can you monitor that more closely or I mean, what's, what's yeah. Any alternatives here?
1: I'm not saying you need to monitor his bathroom appearance like a parole officer, but I do think you should have a timer or something. Okay. All right. Fair and enough. I, I think you because I think Murray's right. I know it sounds like it's kind of petty, but imagine you're playing three hours into a match and you're dominating this other guy, and then the other guy takes a break, kills the momentum and kind of just stalls out there while potentially receiving some advice from a coach, we don't really know about that part, but maybe, I would be annoyed, wouldn't you? Yeah,
0: I think so. All right. Well, maybe he was just superstitious. He did it before it worked, and he did it again. So, hey, we'll be be back to talk about a few more superstitions right after this break. Stay tuned, everybody. So, Scott, last time we were out in Vegas, every time we were trying to have a nice meal, what is the number one question you kept hearing whenever we were at dinner?
1: Are you going to finish that? What appetizers, entrees, sides. You're always asking if I was going to finish what I was eating.
0: Okay. Hey, in my defense, you eat slower than a turtle on Xanax, but okay. Let me make the question a little easier. What's the number one question you would get from people when you tell them you work for winners and Winners?
1: what's winners and Winners?
0: Exactly. So what do you tell them?
1: I tell them that it is the place to go for your sports betting needs. They have breakdowns on every single game in a variety of sports, basketball, football college football we know that's coming up it's been really a great opportunity to just get better at sports betting and they give you all the opinions that you need
0: yeah see and the thing i like about it is the fact that they don't just inundate you with numbers that have no context you know you go to some places and they just throw numbers 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 but they don't tell you what they mean and you just kind of your eyes glaze over but these guys not only do they use those same numbers and put them in context but they're fantastic writers they're great handicappers you mentioned college football coming up. That's my favorite time to use Winners and Winers because they do every FBS game every single week. It is a fantastic site. Scott, what's the best part about Winners and Winers?
1: It's absolutely free to use.
0: That's right. It is absolutely free to use. WinnersandWiners.com. You absolutely have to check it out. You need to make this site part of your daily handicapping regimen. If you are not doing it, you are absolutely leaving money on the table so see that wasn't that hard at all right
1: sure you're still getting none of my fries
0: what I, I didn't i
1: didn't say a word i saw you looking at them
0: seriously dude it's it's been like an hour if you're not gonna Stole eat them. them oh man that's brutal all right fine seriously though winners and go there or be square Welcome back to the second half of Winners and Winers Radio. Give us an hour and we'll give you the winners. Scott, we talked a little bit about superstition here to tease it coming out of the break. And this all started because Ryan Day, head coach of the Ohio State, the Ohio State Buckeyes, had a beard and he got rid of it, shaved it uh, before the first game, before the season opener. And he did it because he's superstitious. He's never uh, he's never had a beard and, and won football games so yeah, he, he did that. You know, I got to thinking about it. I think people have a lot of silly superstitions. Now, is a sports better i start I'll, well, I'll start. When you played sports, did you have any superstitions when you played sports?
1: When I played sports, I would say no. Besides I always like to wear the same pair of sneakers. Okay. So it was more of a wardrobe thing. Did you have it
0: yeah. did you have any you have any pump up music that you used to listen to?
1: Not really. I usually just have a playlist that hit shuffle and that was kind of it. But that's mostly just for me it wasn't because i thought i would do badly without it uh but as a whole it was mostly just the wardrobe i always wore the same pair of sneakers felt it was more comfortable that way you have anything like that
0: oh yeah we i used to listen to uh i used to listen to uh Iron Man. was okay. was was kind of a, was kind of my get fired up get come kind, of kind of get fired up music and uh Aussie? uh black sabbath yeah yeah so yeah that was that was always kind of of course you know that was before that was before Metallica. That was before like Andrew WK. I think if I was if I, if I was playing these days, I'd listen to Andrew WK. Because if, if you can listen to Andrew WK and not be fired up, there you're dead. There's something wrong with let's, you. Let's well, let's get a party going? Yeah. It's that's is is there more is there more a good feeling bounce around song than that? Jump around? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, maybe it gets annoying with the with the beginning like that. Do you so.
1: like jump around? You a Cypress Hill guy? It's okay. It's it's fine.
0: I I know I know it, it's always it's always I know thing, I, yeah. I know it is. It's you know you guys do the what do you call it the worm where you go back and forth.
1: Uh, it's just the fourth quarter jump around.
0: They well I they, you do that, but I mean you also do you invented the thing where you go every other row.
1: Yes, but that has nothing to do with with uh, I, I'm just, the actual I'm, song.
0: I'm just equating it with the whole Wisconsin experience.
1: It's an it's definitely an experience. Let's put it that way. Bum, 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 Between bum, you and me, bum, bum. it hasn't helped us. It hasn't helped uh, Wisconsin beat Ohio State in about a decade. Well, maybe so. somebody
0: should start shaving beards. Maybe you're going to shave your beard before the regular season.
1: Um, uh, maybe, maybe not. Depends how lazy I am.
0: I Think I should go timmy list before uh, college basketball starts.
1: See, it depends on what your team is, because like you have a team that should actually be good, right? I kind of just accept the fact that my team's probably gonna be bad anyway. So I could, I, I should it takes the pressure off of you me. know? I should. Fi- that's how I look at it. I
0: should find the most ridiculous facial hair on, like uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff, and just go for that look.
1: <laughs> that's definitely an idea.
0: All right, very you, good. Do you have
1: any? You have any superstitions as a gambler?
0: Um yeah, mainly it comes down to watching the game versus not watching the game. yeah if I if, if I've got action on a game and I turn it on, it's going well, then I'll keep watching it. If I turn it on and things start happening that aren't good, I'll immediately switch it. If, if things are going well and I and I turn it on all of a sudden, you know like a couple things nope 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 turn it right back off again And I know it's it's ridiculous. There's no sense to it at all, but yep, there it is. Of course, I have to admit Scott, when I throw the dice off the table, the craps game, same dice, baby. Same dice. Same dice. Reque- sue shooter request, same dice, sir. You got You got the same feel. You got to have the same feel, man. Mm-hmm. We used to call that, We used to call that. by the way, uh, working a craps table, we called that a John Milton roll. Why? Paradise lost, my friend. Thank you.
1: Nice. Thank you very much.
0: You got any su- superstitions when it comes to gambling?
1: Uh, yeah. Same thing as you with the watching. I feel like everybody does that, where if your team's not doing well or whatever— you just decide I got to try something. It the, sounds really stupid. I know, I know, dude. You I got to do it. I'm the same way. Do you have a signature chair or like position that you'll watch the events on?
0: No, but I'll tell you a story. We went up to watch the Kansas City Chiefs play the Indianapolis Colts about six, seven years ago. All right,
1: That's, is that the Andrew Luck game?
0: Uh, yes. Yeah. It was the, uh-huh. Well, yeah. It was the game that I think the Chiefs were up. I want to say 38 or they were up 31-3, I think, at, at halftime.
1: I think it was 38-10.
0: Well, they they immediately scored. They they had a pick six to start the second half, yeah. mm. and they took it to 38-10. But at halftime, my buddy uh, had, a, had a guy that was over at his house, and he left. He said, well, come on, sit in the comfortable chair, because I'd been sitting like in a folding chair. And I got up, and I sat in the different chair, and I said, I just want you to know, if the Chiefs mm-hmm. lose, it's completely my fault, because I changed chairs. And that's exactly what happened. You know, the rest of the story. Mm -hmm. Indianapolis had an unbelievable comeback. So to this day, everyone in that room my son, my best friend, everybody uh, blames me for that loss.
1: And you can't go back to the other chair because once you do it, the superstition's already gone.
0: I tried it. It didn't matter. It doesn't work. It just continued to roll downhill. So that was a terrible mistake on my part. And I apologize to all Chiefs fans for, for doing that, man. That was just absolutely brutal. Any, what's the goofiest one you've ever heard of?
1: Uh, I'm trying to remember if I've heard any really, really goofy ones. I've had a couple of friends who stand during the entire game. At, at, their, at their house? Yeah, like if they're standing and the team's doing well, they will just refuse to sit down. Huh, okay. It's kind of the same thing as a chair idea, except it's a little bit more uncomfortable. You? <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely.
0: yeah. Uh, lucky shirts. I know when the Chiefs had their run to the Super Bowl, we had uh, where we would we would where we wore the same thing that we wore like for the opening round of the playoffs. We we didn't change, so I was pretty. I had uh, a
1: playoff beard one time.
0: You had a playoff beard for
1: Uh, actually twice. I did it for the Islanders and they lost in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then I did it for the Yankees a couple years ago and they lost to Houston by in seven, I think.
0: But you're a pretty swarthy guy what'd you take you like an afternoon to grow a beard
1: uh it takes me usually a week the issue is I never actually get to connect the mustache to the beard for some reason it just doesn't grow in these spots yeah so it looks not pleasant but that's how my beard grows I think I think
0: I think you should just get rid of the stop fighting it get rid of the mustache get rid of the soul patch just go full chin strap Amish that's what I'm saying to you. it's
1: really a move it's a move
0: you'd fit you'd fit in well in Missouri buddy because mm-hmm. if you start listening to country music, you get a truck, you're wearing the chin strap, you're good to go. You're, you like Budweiser? Uh, I can drink it. You're in. You're in. You're absolutely in. Oh, you, you went to Wisconsin, so you got like Miller, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, but uh, anything that was available is the right answer.
0: Any, whatever's in the keg, boys. That's, exact, yep, that's exactly much. right. All right, bud. Well, we've got a, a pretty full slate of MLB action here today. And yeah, there's some some interesting games. Anything that uh, gets your attention, Scott. It's all, and it's, it's it's probably my favorite day of the week to bet baseball because we have a full slate, and we very rarely have any afternoon games unless there's some kind of makeup doubleheader shenanigans going on. There's usually nothing nothing going on. Of course, the earliest game is going to be St. Louis at Cincinnati once again. St. Uh, uh, that's a 6:40 Eastern start time. St. Louis making a little run there, buddy. This is a big series in the NL Wildcard as St. Louis took down the first one behind the absolute dealing of who, Scott? John Lester. John Lester. John freaking Lester. Never a doubt, my friend. Actually, at Lester Lester had been terrible. And uh it was. It was. Did you see it coming? I know you. You, you claimed you. You mentioned the fact you like Lester. I did not remember that happening. I'm not going to say it didn't happen. I'm just going to say truth I truth is didn't I remember. might
1: not have mentioned it on the show. Okay. I don't fully recall, but I do remember personally thinking about taking Lester, uh, just because I really thought Cincinnati was just going to have a complete no show for some reason. You ever get that hunch where you just think one team's not going to show up?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And they're really. And it's one of the hardest things to do as a sports better because, you know, when you've been doing this this long and you've had a fair amount of success, you want to be able to justify every pick you make. You want to back it up with numbers and trends and analytics and all that. And you're like, you know what? I feel like Lester's going to have it today. And I, I You know, Ned, Ned Yost made a career out of managing that way I and mean, just ignoring the analytics and bunting in the first inning and stuff like that. So... Yeah, it's it definitely it definitely happens, and that's exactly what happens. Lester was absolutely dealing as they win that one three to one over Luis Castillo, and I there's an, another guy that's hard to get a beat on.
1: Mm-hmm. So it wasn't bad. It was just Lester was so good.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. So you've got you've got Miles Mikolas going today against a uh, Sonny Gray, Cincinnati once again big favorite here minus one forty five. Um, you know Mikolas. E- Got a late start on the season, was was hurt, but he's actually pitched pretty well.
1: St. Louis, sneak one out here
0: at an underdog price,
1: Scott? I think they could. Uh, I do think the Reds will be leading after five, so I'm actually going to go with the Reds' first five on the run line there. Gray's been really good lately, and Mikolas, he, I'd say his numbers are okay, but he seems to always get into trouble, and he kind of tries to use finesse to sneak his way out of it. I think the Reds will get to him for maybe two or three runs early. I think Gray will pitch well. My hot take is I think the Reds' bullpen blows the game. But I do think the first five, I think Gray's the better pitcher. Are
0: you really Are you really going to try to thread the needle there, buddy? Are you really going I to? I actually
1: am. It's just a personal hunch. I think it'll be like 3-2, and then the Reds' bullpen is going to blow it.
0: Okay, so there you have it. It's the, it's the ultimate thread-the-needle situation. Scott says Reds' first five, Cardinals' full game. That's, and then you get a nice price on that too, I guarantee it. But yeah, quote me on that. But. You, you know, uh, I've already done that, so sorry, buddy. Yep. It's it's hard not to fade this Reds bullpen. <laughs> they are they are absolutely not good. And the ironic part was they weren't terrible yesterday, but yeah. they couldn't do any kind of damage at all. Of course, I had them the day before. They did nothing. They got shut out. Got shut out two zip. So all of a sudden, the Reds offense, which is pretty much been the only good thing about this team the all all season long is now they are all of a sudden in the deep freeze. They put up uh, just two runs in the last two games total against Miami, and then they put up one run in the full game against St. Louis. So three straight games they put up one run. Tough to win when you just score one. It's not unheard of, but it certainly can happen. And they've scored they've scored one run in four of their last six. Scott so. I think, there's, I think there's a definite uh, value proposition to be had there with the St. Louis Cardinals. I'll, I'll take that at a plus money price. See if we can get a Now, little...
1: look at everything else, though. We mentioned it on the rocking chair, but I kind of like this play to hit again. I like the Phillies and Nationals over. It's at roughly nine and a half. You got Moore versus Corbin on the mound. We know Corbin's been terrible all year long. Underratedly, Matt Moore, no surprise, has also been terrible this season. And we've talked about the fact that the Nationals bullpen has been terrible this season so has the Phillies bullpen but you can go through the meetings and the last handful of meetings have had at least nine runs just to do the quick math each of the last I believe it's 7 I've had at least nine runs I think you'll see 10 plus here cashed in three innings yesterday I think you'll see both these teams combined for at least 10 you yeah,
0: I I'm, I'm gonna have to go I'm gonna have to go along with you Scott because when you look at it they've definitely played a lot of, of big time games here here lately they like you said they've played the last four have gone 13 14 9 and 12 so they have definitely played they've uh, hit that's the, not
1: including the 11 from yesterday no
0: that's right that's right so yeah to six of the last eight have gone over nine. So i have yep. got to play the over there. You've got two, t- you've got two pitchers going with six plus ERAs, one terrible bullpen all season, one terrible bullpen lately. Um, yeah, I'll play, I'll play the over there with you. I think, I think that's a very solid play. Um, any value? Well, it was, you know, it was going to be, it was going to be Alec Wood. I, I, I thought we might be able to pick up a nice price there with Brandon Woodruff going. But that is not the case, as uh, Alex Wood is now has the COVID. Johnny Cueto may also have the COVID, Scott. I know I don't want to start any rumors, but uh, Alex Wood, he's on the COVID list. Johnny Cueto missed his start because flu-like symptoms. Hmm?
1: I don't know how big the pitching room is. We're in San Francisco.
0: It's a great question. That is a great question. Indeed, by the way, guys, quick reminder, you are listening to Winners and Winers Radio. Give us an hour, and we'll give you the winners. And that's exactly what we're doing right here as we take a look at the MLB card. You like you like Woodruff in that one against whatever tomato can San Francisco throws up there?
1: I think I kind of have to. Uh, we know Woodruff's one of the most underrated pitchers in the league. He has been for a couple of years. San Francisco using a backup option, which might also lead to a bullpen day. Not a great spot. And since the Giants, we've mentioned how they're undervalued. I'm assuming, though, that the Brewers will be 130 135 tops give or take so I still think you got value on Milwaukee
0: yeah I think so too I I think there is going to be some value there I might even consider playing them on the run line although man you start counting on Milwaukee to score a bunch of runs and you find yourself frequently disappointed so definitely true so Scott how about the big game the, the big number on the board Uh, Toronto Blue Jays, once again, massive favorite over Baltimore as Hunjin Ryu goes for Toronto against Keegan Aiken. Uh, You can find this one priced somewhere in the minus 330
1: range, depending on where you go. Uh, Any value here at all on this game? I think if you want value, look for a team total of some kind, but from an actual spread or anything like that, no. I know Aiken was good in his last start against the Angels. Uh, good for him. He figured it out for one start. Toronto, in uh, in the actual home ballpark that they're supposed to play in, have been really good at the Rogers Center. Mm-hmm. I think they'll continue to play well. Uh, you look at what the offense did yesterday, scored seven runs. They look sharp. Guerrero seems to be back after he went a little bit quiet there for a couple of weeks. Yep. My prediction is just pure pain for Baltimore. So... Toronto team total or something, but you're going to find no value on the run line, unless you get like minus two and a half with a home team that might not bat in the ninth.
0: Didn't we call him out is obviously another guy that listens to the show quite a bit. Didn't we talk about how we hadn't heard from Guerrero in, in the last couple three weeks?
1: Oh, well, we had to, because we're talking about the fact that Otani was going to run away with the MVP unless Guerrero went nuts in September.
0: Right, right. And well, so far he, it's not quite September yet, but he's certainly closing off. He's closing out August in fine fashion. So yeah, I don't have any desire to lay that big number. Keegan Aiken, Scott, he was very good his last time out. Do you think that's just a one-off? Or is he learning how to yes. pitch?
1: I trust Toronto and Toronto when it comes to hitting the ball. Okay. So I'll go with the team total.
0: All right, fair enough. And I think we're going to get that as a juice fi- over 5.5. Because nine nine 9.5 is the total. Uh, yeah. I don't think you're going to see 6.5. Assuming
1: 130.
0: Yeah, I think that's going to no. be... I mean, Assume- that's going to be about right. Yep. Any value on our boys Scooball, or are we going to take advantage of an underpriced uh, Oakland Athletics team, as Oakland is about a minus one fifteen favorite over Detroit? Uh, if you look at their records, obviously Oakland a lot better team. But you got you got you got Scooball on the mound. You got Tarek Scooball on the
1: mound, Scott. Scooball has been good lately. I know that he burned me in his last start. It wasn't his fault. Uh, but I took him first five against Leicester, and he ended up losing two to one on two solo home runs by Goldschmidt, which hurt, but I actually like Oakland in this spot. I know school has been pitching really well for the last month, but Oakland was in the gutter, and they looked like they were falling apart, and then they rallied to beat the Yankees in the last two games of that series. I think that might have, you know, led to baseball is a streaky sport, and teams, despite how good they might be, always seem to go on slumps every now and then at the course of a season Oakland might have needed something to kickstart them back into form I think beating the Yankees those two games especially the Sunday night baseball game which was very entertaining I do think will lead them back on track at the end of the day Detroit's been better than people thought they're still not a good baseball team they've just been better than what the expectations were for them going into the season
0: right yeah they're seven under which it ain't
1: bad yeah I'll take Oakland
0: yeah, I agree. And this is Oakland is a is a team that's very been very good on the road, 35 and 28 on the road this season. So they're no stranger to to getting it done there. And I actually like
1: the uh for I like the under in that one as well.
0: You like you like the uh, under nine?
1: Yeah, I think school ball is gonna pitch well. I think Irvin will pitch well. At the end of the day, Oakland's offense has been struggling for the last couple of weeks, and Detroit's offense has been better than people thought. Mm-hmm. But you really just go down the lineup. Are there really many guys that just scare you on? No. And this is a
0: Detroit team that's really, really slumped over the last week, averaging just 2.3 runs per game over their last 7 games. That's uh that ain't going to get Not it going to get it done right there. But you know the part that surprised me the most, Scott, is how how much better this Detroit Tigers bullpen has become. Yep. They now they now have a sub 4 ERA at least at home. So I I don't I don't hate that. I I probably prefer to play the first five, if we can get it, if we can get four under four and a half, I, pro- I probably like that play a little bit better. But yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. Um, I'm probably as far as the side goes, I'd probably fade you just based on Irvin's recent
1: performances. He has not been great, I'll admit that.
0: He hasn't. He's given up 11 earned over his over his last three starts. That covers just 14 innings. So yeah, i you know what Detroit's been jumping up and biting us all year. I'm gonna I'm gonna get on the Detroit train there. And, uh, and and uh, and outthink them. That's what that's what I'm gonna do, Scott. Okay.
1: Uh, what else we got? Anything else? What what else do you see? Over potentially with the Cubs and Twins. I know both teams you hate to bet on alone, so why not take the over on them together? You got Davies and Gant. We've seen the Gant starter experiment in Minnesota. It's been a disaster, and Davies. We know his stuff isn't exactly dynamic. He kind of tries to get through a smoke and mirrors. Yeah, you're in Target Field. The Cubs gave up 13 runs in their last game. They gave up 17 in another game over the weekend. The pitching really wasn't that good. We know the bullpens stink for both teams. Nine and a half. I think it's too low. I think with the with the hitters friendly ballpark, I think you'll see some bombs. I'll take the over. Okay. You?
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't hate that. Summer nice summer night. The ball's gonna ball, ball's gonna fly. Um, I think we're getting a pretty good price. On fading the cooch, Houston. Houston minus one fifty. I don't. I don't hate the run line there. We're going to get a little plus money on the run line. What were you going to say? I was going to say I can't believe you're turning your back on the cooch. Turn my back on the cooch, buddy. He has not been good. Uh, not been good lately. Um, I you, you've got to know you can't you can't get involved betting with your head. He's given up fourteen earned runs in his last three starts, and that covers, of course, just uh twelve innings. So, yes,
1: but you're forgetting that only one of those two starting pitchers made the All Star game.
0: <laughs> you're right. The cooch, the cooch did make the All Star game. It was not Lance McCullers. Uh, they did have this. They did have this uh, same game uh, about a week ago, Scott. Little about a week and a half ago on the twentieth, and it didn't go well for the cooch as he went just two and two thirds innings, gave up seven earned on seven hits, including. Not one, not two, but three round trippers in less than three innings.
1: Uh, I, I was teasing before, but doesn't Houston own this guy?
0: Yes, like every year. Yes, they've they they have. There's been no mystery of the cooch so far. They smack him every time. They really do, and you know they've they, Houston. Houston had all, their hands full uh, last night, but I think it's going to be a different situation here in this one. I'll take Houston on the run line there at plus money. Okay. Okay, got time for one more?
1: Uh, well, looking at anything else that I actually like, I'm looking at. I know this sounds kind of of, of a white cheap way out because mm-hmm. they're favored, but I like Bueller at home because it's Bueller at home. Right. I know Morton's been good lately. Yankee Star didn't go too well, and Atlanta did win two out of three against the Giants, but Bueller is just so good. <laughs> There's really just no way around it. He's probably going to win the Cy Young. You can probably get them first five minus a half, probably around like minus one twenty, minus one thirty. Yeah, I don't hate that. I think Bueller's tremendous. You?
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. It's just, it's just how to play this. I don't want to. I don't want to take Los Angeles at home on the run line. I this this team is they go in those weird little slumps where they just don't score. You know,
1: I don't know if it'll be four and a half, three and a half for team total. Yes, it will be four. And, it will be four, it's four
0: and a half, four and a half, three and a half. Tricky spot. Yeah, I don't want any part of the Dodgers scoring five runs. You're like
1: the under three and a half for Atlanta.
0: Yeah, that's probably if I was gonna if I was gonna play a total, that's probably how I'd lean. I might I might just I might just suck it up and, and play the Dodgers minus one sixty five. That's and I that's just way more wood than I normally like to lay. But mm-hmm. we'll see what that's happens. That's all I feel. All right, Scott, well, it is time once again for you and I to put our heads together, come up with our very favorite play of the day, the one play to make. If you had to put all your chips in the middle and put it all in one game, this is the one we would recommend. Put on your overalls, climb on your John Deere, fire that bad boy up, Scott, because it's once again time for Bet the Farm! All right, very good, my friend. As we mentioned, we've been uh, doing
1: fairly well on our farm plays. How'd we do yesterday, Scott? We had the Diamondbacks team total over three and a half runs, and they scored more than that on one pitch because Marte hit a grand slam, and they went over three and a half.
0: Never a doubt, my friend. Never a doubt at all. <music> my favorite song in the world I gotta be honest with you good stuff all right so let's kick it off who we got
1: today so looking at the baseball card we're gonna be sticking with the idea of taking an underdog with a team total we like the Cleveland Indians team total over three and a half at about minus 130 on DraftKings the Indians have done very well against Kansas City so far this season 8-1 and overall but offensively, they have scored four runs or more in seven of the first nine meetings. Mike Miner is pitching for Kansas City. Last month, not good, 29 and one-thirds innings pitched, 5.22 ERA. And Miner has faced Cleveland twice this season, 9.9 and one-third innings pitched, 8.680 ERA. We think he's going to struggle. He tends to give up at least three runs in every start he's in. And we think Cleveland will do enough to get to at least four. Yep.
0: Yep. Completely completely agree there. Uh, Royals' bullpen has been better, but they're still not great shakes. They're probably good for at least a run. Mike Miner, interesting stat, Scott. In none of his starts has he had a clean game. He has not pitched five or six innings and given up zero runs. He gives up runs in every start. So, yep, we're, uh, we're going to play the Cleveland Indians slash Guardians. Team total over three and a half. And that is going to do it for Bet the Farm, and that is going to do it for our show today. As always, we appreciate you guys listening, appreciate you watching on YouTube, and uh, we appreciate you downloading us on all your favorite podcast platforms, Google Play, um, Spotify, Anchor, all that good stuff. So make sure you check it out each and every day. We appreciate you joining us, for myself and for Scott. Thanks very much for the effort. We'll be back tomorrow on Winners and Winers Radio. Take care, everybody.